Welcome, Welcome to Delayed, Delayed Effect. Effect. Welcome to Delayed Effect, Chapter 30. The Dirty 30. Yeah, that's totally the name of it. The name of this episode is brought to you by the one and only Tia Scott, my beloved girlfriend. I decided to let her... Let her? I, I, <laughs> I decided that she could come up with the name of it if she wanted to because I just got off the phone with her. Um not five minutes prior to pressing record and I said hey I'm gonna give you the honor of naming this episode what should you call it doesn't have to relate to it doesn't matter she immediately like that said dirty 30 that's my girl that's my girl so here it is chapter 30 can you believe it after what a year and a half, roughly. <laughs> Episode 30. You know, it should be well past 52, obviously, being over a year and a half. But hey, what are you going to do? It's just the way life goes sometimes, right? But anyway, how's everyone doing? I think this might be the, uh, the smallest gap between episodes since, well, you know, since back when I would put them out. You know a week apart or even that short little stint where i was doing them at a day at a time that was kind of fun i kind of want to start doing that again of course as i've said many times before it's it's really hard for me to sit down and record a podcast because i'm really like self-conscious about content and if i have nothing to talk about i just think i'm gonna sit here for five minutes going well i did this okay bye <laughs> and it's you know, it's it's just always been about content and quality for me. I, I don't want to record a podcast just to record a podcast, just because I'm supposed to on this day. It's 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 about me doing something of quality, not quantity. So, um, here we are. Although now I have a very good reason to get even more episodes in the bank, because I have a really good name for one down the road. Not going to tell you what it is, but I will tell you when it comes. when it comes ah, shut the fuck up um <laughs> Tia came up with that too it's it's pretty actually we kind of collaborated on the name of that one but you know w when the time comes I'll tell you that this is the one that I was referring to back in episode 30 chapter 30 whatever the fuck it's called <laughs> uh, no need to be such a stickler for names proper nomenclature and whatnot um but yeah so i reached out today on facebook well today tonight really saying hey i'm gonna record an episode tonight what should i talk about because i mean i have some topics to discuss but i thought i'd open up the floor a little bit to see if anybody wanted to throw some things my way i got a few responses a few little nibbles here and there so that's cool i uh i will get to those i i think what i'll do is i'll go through my 
shit first, and then I'll get to the questions, just because they're more important than what I got going on, because they're from people I care about, which is everybody else but myself. <laughs> so, excuse me. Um, I gotta do a throat clearing thing. This is bugging the shit out of me. Hopefully I'll remember to edit this out. <clears throat> that is a big waveform. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, well, for those of you that had not seen it, um, last week on Thursday, just before I went into class, I got to the studio about an hour early or so. And I, I started seeing people really using the live feature on Facebook where they could record a live feed, a, a live stream of them there, now in the moment. And I thought that was kind of cool. So I was like, well, I got a half hour to kill. Let's give it a shot and sure shit through shitty reception. Yeah, sure. I, I didn't even fuck up that sentence. <laughs> and I thought I did. Sure as shit through shitty reception. See, that time I fucked it up. Sure as shit through shitty reception. Say that ten times fast. And then let me know if you could. Um, I was able to, to get the live feed going. And it's funny because I had to kind of hold... It was a weird angle, you know, the, the traditional selfie angle, if you will. Uh, the selfie posture of, of holding the phone kind of outstretched arm all the way uh, in front of you. I had to kind of put it up by my windshield in my car just to get enough reception to be able to stream onto Facebook. And it was kind of fun. You know, I'm just like, I'm just going to try this out. Maybe I'll get like two or three people. And I think by the end, there was 14 or 15 people that checked it out while I was going. So that was pretty cool. I got a lot of people in there. So I started doing my normal banter <laughs> that I... I do on Facebook about just the positivity and you know it's like I I don't I don't like to brag you know like I don't I don't like to be that guy that's gonna go oh I'm doing all this cool shit you should you should all love me because I'm doing this and it's so cool you know I, I always feel like it's it's gonna sound like that to someone <clears throat> and you know it probably will but I I don't like bragging I don't like boasting myself but I like telling people hey this is what I'm doing because just a little over a year ago I decided that I really wanted to do this and between then and now I've made it this far just with a little bit of perseverance truth be told I haven't even pushed as hard as I can I mean I kind of stopped for a minute you know I, it, I mean it, it was it wasn't just me Stuff got in the way with my old teacher, you know, having to do his, um, his touring. And I, I kind of fell off a little bit. You know, I didn't use the school's resources as much as I should have. If I would have attacked the whole thing head on with the same kind of attitude and perseverance that I had going into it, I think I'd be at least twice as far right now. But <laughs> that is that, oh boy, sentences are hard. <laughs> But I'd be that much more burnt out, too. I, I just... There wouldn't be much of a candle left to burn on either end. And I'd be fucked. <laughs> so I'm really happy about the pace that I went with it. Because there's a distinct possibility that 
I I don't I don't want to say something as extreme as I could have I could be dead, but <laughs> I, I could just be really worn out. I could be on my last nerve. I could have already lost my last nerve many moons ago. I it's so hard to say what could have happened, but I'm just I'm really glad that I kind of set the pace for it. Once I got the feel and the idea of how this was going to go, I just I'm glad I let it level out and didn't just keep pushing uphill because I would have fallen back down. And I, I think it's important to pace yourself, you know, I mean, it's it's important too to to go at it full bore, I think, in the beginning, because, you know, you need to thrust yourself into this, this life that you want to be in. That's really important. Because you want to jump in with both feet, you don't want to just kind of half-ass it and go, well, maybe, you know, it's like, when, when it's something that, that completely revolves around your passion, and... <clears throat> something that really really drives you creatively artistically especially in that case because I, I really feel like that's few and far between with a lot of people um, I, I think it's it's important you know you, you got to go for it all or nothing because because <laughs> you don't want anything to distract you you don't want you don't want the uh, the alternative to be more appealing you know because the truth truth be told anything you go at creatively unless you're one of those like one and however many people that that gets that lucky opportunity to just experience everything you're going to achieve so early you know you're not going to get all the glory out of it that that you're going to get someday you're not going to get that right away it kind of looks like it from the outside looking in you know, when I first talked to the recording connection, they're like, like, oh, you know, see you at the Grammys. And they're like, you know, when the guy, what do the guys say? When you get to the Grammys, remember my name. You know, it's like, you know, you've got the perfect attitude. They're, they're selling themselves. You know, I understand that. But there are people out there that would listen to that shit and go, oh, wow, I must really have all this potential. And they do. It's just, if they're not getting the results right away, people get really really down on themselves they get they get really demoralized because they're not seeing the results they thought they were going to get i didn't have any misconception whatsoever about where i would be right now i didn't think i would be where i am at the moment i thought i'd be a little bit further back honestly so that's kind of nice but i'm always the guy that'll set the bar really low and just kind of go you know worst case scenario uh, perspective towards it and very pessimistic let's say that you know it's uh, I'm always quick to assume the worst because that way if it's something better than that then I'm always on the up and up I'm never let down usually it's, I still can be though because sometimes I let my uh, optimism get the better of me but <laughs> I I don't I don't really know exactly what kind of an outlook that is but more or less, it's always worked for me. Because um, then at least when it does go to shit, I can say, well, I knew it all along. I was never fooled. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's so sad. <laughs> no, it's... Where was I even going with that? This fucking train of thought, I swear. Um, I know this all stemmed from the live feed. Oh, yeah, I, I was going off about, you know, just like how... 
how much I can't believe I'm as far as I am. Because like I just said, I didn't think I would be this far. And I'm not really that far. I have so much more of a road ahead of me that I can't see the end. There, there really is no end to this career. You know, this is one of those things that you're going to do either until you die or you can't hear anymore. Um, but truth be told, you know, it's like I, I, I like knowing that there's no end in sight. I like knowing that this road has so many twists and turns and and weird dark loops through the forest you know it's like i i like that there's a lot of unknown to this because it allows for so much room for imagination you know and and creativity it allows it allows for room to flourish but at the same time you know it's you're, you're still able to apply the the logic to the fact you know it's it's still a direction forward that you need to go <clears throat> just sometimes it's going to loop back around and I don't know where I'm going with this now. I totally had like a really good analogy for this and I lost it. <laughs> Fuck. Because I, I don't like to, to let people believe that that the career I'm going into is is all creativity. I mean, there for it's equal parts music as much as logic. That didn't come out right. It's equal parts arts as much as it is science. There we go. That sounds much better. It's it's crazy and it's genius at the same time. You know, it's it's a uh, uh, what was it? Equal parts Einstein and Mozart or something like that. And like I'm not calling myself either of those individuals or even remotely close to the echelon that they exist upon exist within. God, words are just hard tonight. <laughs> words are really hard tonight. Um I yeah, I'm not comparing myself to either of those two individuals. It's it's just like that's those are like the extremes in either direction. You know, it's it's just for as much as one side of your brain it's the other. Which is what I always found so appealing because I was like uh, music just creating music sounds fun, but I've got this whole other side of myself that's like really logical and needs that beast to be fed and I can't get that from just writing songs and singing and and then I tried going for the completely technical with another job and it's like I, I need the ability to be creative and I need the the ability to allow my passion to shine and then all of a sudden it's like hey you need to be an engineer they'll do both and I'm like oh well fuck okay <laughs> why not um yeah, but anyway, back to the Facebook video. Once again, the the whole point of me going on about what I do is is never never to brag. Like I said, it's it's not about that. It's it's because I want people to see that in just this short amount of time I've gotten myself to somewhere that I didn't think I would get to. I mean, n not just within a year. That at a certain point, I didn't think I would ever get here. Not not ever since I started this, but I didn't think I would even have a chance to get into the music industry. I, I knew at one point I wanted to try. I wanted to put everything I could into it. That's why I started this podcast. It was because I, I knew that I wanted to set out and do something. I mean, yes, it was born kind of out of necessity because the 8-Bit cast was losing its its format. You know, people wanted to hear more about what was going on in my life and they wanted to hear about nerdy news and shit like that. So that's understandable. But I, I wanted that show to retain 
what it's supposed to be so that I could take out that stream of consciousness perspective and put it into this show. But at the same time, I just, I just happened to realize that I want to do something musically. And I, I always thought it was funny that it only took 11 episodes of that to, to get to where I was starting to, uh, go into this shit. And and I, I like people to see that. I like people to be like, hey, you know, if this if this regular old son of a bitch can do it, then why can't I? That's that's what I want everyone to feel. I want people to look at themselves and go, well, fuck, if he can do it, then I totally can. Because, trust me, if I can, anybody can. I mean, I, I, know, I know I'm a lot more fortunate than some folk, you know, the, the ability to to just completely uproot my life, you know, and leave everything behind for this, this new endeavor. You know, that, that was me going all in. That was me jumping in with both feet. I left home. I left behind the only world I ever really knew for, for another land that I had only just gotten to know over the, what was it? Like a last year? Not even a year at that point. Because I moved up here in September of 2015. I started visiting up here in December of 2014. So, I mean, I, I it hadn't even been a year of visiting here off and on. And, I mean, I've always visited Seattle. Don't get me wrong. For the last 10 years or so, I've always come up here at least once a year and fucking loved it. There was just always something about it that just felt comfortable, and little did I know that that feeling was just home. Um, more, more so Washington in general, really. But <laughs> you know, it's like once I stopped fighting Portland, you know, Portland, I, I was like, this is my home. I have to do something here. This is my home. I have to do something here. There's got to be something to do because this is where I live. This is where I exist. Once I stopped fighting that, because, God, the last few years, Portland just didn't feel like home. I just, I didn't feel right there. I felt like I was always being held back, and whatever I wanted to do, nothing was ever going. I, I wasn't, like, downtrodden, you know, I wasn't, you know, kicked to the curb. I wasn't homeless. I, I had everything I needed. They're, they're probably considered first world problems. I had a job. It was somewhat stable. It was seasonal, but I always got the job back every year. It could have led to something full-time. It very well likely could have gone into something much more than what it was. But it wasn't what I wanted. I mean, if I would have just settled for that, <clears throat> I, I wouldn't have been happy. And I knew that. I knew that deep down. And when I had this opportunity to run... It, I mean, I didn't run right away. It took me a few hours of a lot of soul-searching and brooding and reflecting and fighting off demons and anxiety and everything. I'd overcome it all on my own. I, I laid in my bed for four hours straight. <laughs> Just laying there going, fuck, am I really going to do this? Am I really going to leave my family and friends behind for this? 
And at one point, I just said, fuck it, let's just do it. The worst case scenario is I move back. I tried. Because I knew, there there was always a quote from Tom DeLonge that, that stuck out with me. And, it, and it, I'm going to kind of butcher it because I don't know it verbatim, but... <clears throat> it was essentially I don't want to get he, he said something about you know when, when somebody asked him about why he branched out and started doing all these other endeavors like movies, books and you know little side projects that uh, revolved around his, his entertainment company uh, <laughs> it, he said something along the lines of you know I don't want to get to my to my 60s and 70s and look back and and wonder what if he's like i i want to know that i tried even if i failed he's like i i want to know that that i at least put in the effort and and i know that's not the exact quote but that that's the message i took away from it you know it's like you gotta at least give it a shot because if you don't then you're always gonna look back and wonder why you didn't you're always gonna wonder what if there are regrets that I have in my life I look back on certain things small things they're they're little regrets you know I look back and I go oh why didn't I do that you know in defense of that I just I just argue back with myself saying well if you did then something else might have changed and you wouldn't be where you are right now where you're actually pretty fucking happy and that usually shuts myself up so that's cool (laughs) But I want I want people to feel that way. I, w- I want people to realize that as soon as possible, so that so that they can look back and on on their life and say I made all the right choices. I I I don't want people to regret just because you know it's it's a scary opportunity. Just because it's frightening. You know, like I've been saying, I've, I was pretty fortunate to be able to uproot and leave everything behind. I had nothing tying me down. I didn't have property. I didn't have kids, you know, I, I didn't have, I don't know, a bookie hounding me or something, I, nothing, I just, I packed up my car and I left, I mean, I left a lot of things back, thankfully my parents are pretty cool and kept a lot of it until I'm able to move it up north, which I'll get back to in a little bit, is going to happen, um, <laughs> I know I'm pretty fortunate in that regard, but I I really feel like that a lot of people just settle. You know, they're like, well, you know, this isn't really where I want to be, but it's good enough. And, and I realize there are circumstances that force you to have to do that. You know, I, I'm not so naive to think that everybody has this opportunity to say, fuck everything else, just do what you want. I know there are people who have things depending upon them. People, animals, house, land, whatever. Debt. There's always something that's going to hold you back, and that's understandable. But all I'm saying is, is if you ever get to a point where you see that opportunity, and you see that chance to just jump out and be like, all right, this is it. I'm going to grab it. Just go for it. Do it. I I want people to feel this way. I want Because I feel pretty fucking rad, and I've, I've lived my whole life not feeling this good. I've, I've felt pretty all right, but... <laughs> I'm not saying I've been depressed my entire life until this point, but like I'm living the best days of my life right now. 2016 has been a shit year for a lot of people. 
It's been the best fucking year of my life. I, I'm actually worried about 2017 because it's probably not going to be as good. <laughs> you know? It's it's a real damn shame that amidst all the, uh, the tragedies of deaths and chaos and this weird political uh, fiasco the United States finds itself in, that I'm able to look past it all and I can honestly say this is the best year of my life. I mean, it's it changes day to day. You know, I have days that are worse than others. I have days that are better than others. You know, I've I've hit some pretty weird lows. I've hit some pretty amazing highs. But through and through, this has just been an incredible year. And I've, I never thought I would say that. You know, it's like you always see all these people saying, oh, 2000 so-and-so is coming to an end. You know, I'm here, here's hoping that next year is better than this year, you know. I'm praying that 2017 is at least as good <laughs> as 2016. That's, that's the best I can hope for because I know it's not going to be as good unless something absolutely outstanding happens, which I'm not going to rule out because the really cool thing about stop stopping pushing uh, what am i trying to say the really cool thing about finally ceasing to to push against everything that i was feeling you know to to stop trying to live a life where i didn't want to be the you know, basically what i'm saying is the awesome thing about going for what i want and just finally looking towards the universe which is pushing me in this direction and just going for it you know stop fighting the current i stopped doing that ever since that's happened like so many interesting things have happened that just I mean it's it's not even like I had to fight for these things at this point it's like things just fell into place <clears throat> like like meeting my girlfriend for example <laughs> you know it's like that everything with her just I, I wasn't looking for it I, I wasn't you know I, I wasn't on the make you know as as it's been said, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't trying. I, it's, I mean, I, I tried. Obviously, there was a lot of effort put into to getting that relationship established, but it, everything just kind of happened. You know, it's, it all happened naturally. It was, it was a very organic process. It wasn't forced. It wasn't manufactured. It was just there like one day it just kind of blossomed it's like oh hey i love this girl <laughs> i kind of want to do things with her exclusively <laughs> you know and through that you know so many other doors have opened up i've met some really incredible people through her her friends her best friends her family the 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 people that she interacts with that that she likes <laughs> you know it's like it i've been very fortunate I've, I've had some really amazing opportunities just because i'm with her things i i i never think i don't think i would have ever done i mean i don't know it's it's just it's really cool like that's a it, it's nice because when i started this whole thing i was all gung-ho about fuck everything else i'm just gonna focus on this and do nothing but the studio you know it's like that that's it that's all i want to do and then she comes along 
it kind of reminds me that it's okay to be human. I don't have to be a machine doing only this one thing. She she really helps me to take a step back and realize that there is life outside of what I'm doing too. You know, it's like like with it's how can I say this? With the studio and and everything I'm doing with becoming an engineer, I have a life. But with the love that I have with her, it's a life absolutely worth living. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it wasn't that I didn't want to live the life before, but it's like, it gives me an extra sense of purpose and and a desire to try even harder that I didn't even know I needed. Like like I said before, it's like, I was perfectly fine going along this this path and then she came along and just completely opened up so many more doors that I didn't even know needed to be opened. And now that they are, it's like, I, I, I don't want it any other way. It just, it makes it even more worth it than it was before. And that's pretty fucking rad. <laughs> and, you know, in the same vein of, of, that happening or uh that happening happen that happening organically that is coming out right okay <laughs> uh work with with my job you know it's like that started as what was supposed to be a two-month seasonal like temporary help not even seasonal it was just temporary help and then that just kept getting pushed back further and further because they're like well we still need you well we still need you and then the dude that work there just so happened to find a different job and they're like well we really like you for this because you put in a lot of effort while you've been here and i'm like i've just been showing up and doing what you tell me to do is that effort <laughs> that's how i was trained to work as a temporary employee and now that i've seen a lot of temps come through there by the way i can see why they took such a shining to me we had one guy that lasted four hours <laughs> i mean really <laughs> There have been so many attempts. It's crazy. But digression aside, um, I mean, I'm coming up on a... I, I've been there for a year. I started there in September of last year. Granted, I haven't been a full-time employee for a year yet. That won't happen officially until February. But just like it, it helped because it gave me a boost in income. <clears throat> you know, getting the full-time job, I mean, gave me the income boost, it gave me the benefits package, it gave me everything I need to take care of myself so that on the side I can pursue this career through audio engineering, which is fucking great because audio engineers don't have a retirement plan. Most of them, I don't think, actually have benefits like through the studio business, as far as I know. I, I don't really know how any of that shit works like the whole hr aspect but nevertheless it's like there's no retirement plan you know it's like you kind of just do it until you die <laughs> more or less which is fine because being that it's something that i'm so passionate about you know i've i never look at it as a work i never look at it as something i have to go to the studio or i have to go mix a song you know i have to go work on a podcast well podcasting is kind of arduous sometimes but i don't do it unless i want to do it like right now i really want to do it which i hope is being conveyed quite nicely uh but yeah the 
it, it's never work. So, I mean, if I'm doing that for the rest of my life, it's just like, well, that's just what I'm doing. I'm going to go mix a song. I'm going to go record a band. I'm going to go master a CD if I ever figure out how to do that. I don't know if I'll get into mastering or not, but it sounds kind of fun. It, it's really tedious. It's like mixing a mix. <laughs> it's mixing a mixed mix, more or less. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so I, I, I'm looking forward to that career even if I don't get a retirement plan out of it. Hopefully just the continuous aspect of making money will provide for itself. So that's kind of the idea. But anyway, to, to backpedal once more, <laughs> the whole reason I go on about all this shit on Facebook and the live video on this podcast is because I want everyone to just try. I want everybody to take an opportunity to do what they love, to do something that they're passionate about, to do something that they don't wake up in the morning and go, fuck, I have to go do that. I want them to wake up in the morning and go, fuck, yeah, I get to do that. You know, it's just do something you're excited about. Why spend your life wishing you could love what you do when you could spending your life doing what you love i don't know it's it it seems like such a fairy tale concept but then here i am a little over a year later and uh i've got a pretty cool opportunity coming up i mentioned this in the facebook video but there's a chance that somebody is going to listen to this that's not actually facebook friends with me it's a small chance but it's possible at the end of this month, my teacher has asked me to assist him and another engineer in setting up and running, running slash recording a live show, a concert. It's I think it's just an acoustic set, but um, yeah, he's like, hey, do you want to do this? And I'm, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> duh, <laughs> isn't that why I'm here? You know? And he gave me enough advance notice that I was able to take some time off of work. So I, I took a half day for that and then uh, took the day off afterwards. Because uh, I have this vacation time that I need to use. So I might as well save it and use it for stuff like this. Which I think is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, a, a live show. My first live show. It's not my first live show. I'm just assisting. I'm air quote on the crew you know it's a sold out show but i'm getting in because i'm on the crew and we're gonna meet at the studio and carpool in and it's i i'm fucking excited i i can't even begin to describe how amazed i am that i have this opportunity and what <clears throat> two weeks ago i got to go into the studio and help track uh some uh, acoustic guitar and harmonica which is really cool for a really awesome local band here. I don't actually know the band's name. I, 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 when I'm in that situation with the artist there, I kind of go total fly on the wall status. And I don't want to like, like I'll introduce myself and I'll say hi and I'll laugh with the jokes and everything. But I don't get in the way. I don't want to be like, ah, you know, I'm going to put my input in here because I'm the fucking help. <laughs> you know, it's like he's the engineer. I'm going to let him do all this stuff and 
I'll, I'll offer a thing. I'll be like, or I'll ask a question. I'll be like, you know, what, what's that shortcut you use to do that? Or, you know, Oh, how did you, how did you make it so that that sounds that way? You know, it's like just little things like that, but I won't ever like question why he's doing what he's doing. I'll just ask how he's doing it at the very least. But the whole thing is about observing and watching him interact with these artists and learning how to, you know, do multiple takes without pissing anybody off or offending anybody. It's it's a very delicate process. You, you wouldn't think that that it is cuz you know, oftentimes if you're not aware of this whole situation, you you kind of just think they go into the studio and then you hear what you hear on the album, but there's there's a whole lot of stuff between A and Z there. It doesn't just go from one to the other. It's it's a really extensive process. I mean, it's it's possible that the artists will go in and produce something similar to what you hear on the record, but no. No. That shit is polished. That shit is mixed and mastered and made to sound as good as it does. Unless it just sounds like shit to begin with, then they just do the best they can. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. That, I mean, I'm not saying that every single record, album, song, track, whatever you want to call them, every single thing you've ever heard is not perfect. You know, it's there are shitty engineers out there that are making money. I, I don't know of any off the top of my head, but my teacher has played a song for me and said, what do you hear that's wrong with this? And, you know, it's like, oh, well, that sucks. And, and even if I did know, I don't think I'd really call it out on a public source like this. <laughs> I wouldn't say, oh, that dude's so fucking terrible at his job. Because, terrible or not, he's making money, and he's at a higher standpoint than I am, for one thing. And... This business isn't about bashing other engineers. You know, you may be taking business away from them. You may take somebody's mix and remix it to sound better, but it's not about doing better than them. Your dedication is to the music itself. Your, your dedication is to, to making this particular project sound as good as it possibly can through your ears and eyes. And that's where you have to draw the line you can't bring personal feelings you can't say oh i'm gonna do this because i want to stick it to that engineer because he does such a fucking shitty job or you know you can't say oh, i'm gonna do a horrible job on this because this artist is being such an asshole you know the fact of the matter is you're still getting paid <laughs> you know you're gonna have to kind of take it up the ass in that regard every now and then you have to really swallow your pride and what am i saying to you i'm gonna have to swallow my pride and really do this the right way, but, you know. Nevertheless, long story short, I'm just trying to inspire people. I want I want everyone to realize that they have it in them to do. Not exactly what I'm doing, but, you know, along the same lines. Just follow your passion, follow your heart, and you'll live a pretty good life, trust me. Trust me. Okay, I've been going on and on and on about this shit. Um, other news really quick. So, as I mentioned before, uh, all my stuff is at my parents' house until such a time that I can move it up here. Well, I now have an opportunity to move it up here in about a month, actually less than, me and my little familial unit here in the little city of Renton, Washington. 
which is just outside of Seattle, are uprooting and moving <laughs> a little further south to the city of Puyallup. Um, it's going to be a bit of a drive to get to and from work and even further to the studio, but I found that I could do the train, buses, and I get free public transportation through my work, which is cool. So I can, there's ways I can get to and from pretty easily, and I get a much bigger space, whereas right now I'm in the pack shack, which is, when I say that, I'm it's literally a shed. It's a shed with heat and electricity, which is awesome, but it's a shed nonetheless. I mean, it's, I've, I've been in bathrooms bigger than this. Like, public restrooms are bigger than this, usually. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not the greatest, but it works. And, you know, my friends were gracious enough to put me in here. They didn't have to. They could have stuck to their original plan of after two months I was to get out. But they liked me. So they kept me again, which is what they did in the first place. I'm struggling through wires here. Excuse me. There we go. Um, <clears throat> so they found that for the same price, because the, they're renting this place, for the same price that they could have bought this house, they found one that can actually fit everybody in it. Because we have seven people under this roof. Or I guess on this property, because I'm under a different roof than they are, technically. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's a tight squeeze right now, but we're upgrading to, I think it's a five bedroom, three bath house and yours truly gets the, the basement essentially. I'm going to share the bathroom with the teenager, but that's cool because, you know, I, I'm not going to say no for one thing and, and I want him to feel like he's getting his own space too. You know, because he's had to share a bathroom with his sisters and his little brother. Basically everybody here at this house, you know, for the longest time. So the fact that he can kind of have his own bathroom, I'm completely cool with that. But I get my own living room and my own bedroom and plenty of space for a studio. So I'm hoping that with that space will come more opportunities to podcast. However, time is going to be more of a crunch because there's going to be about an extra hour added to my commute, which means I'm going to have to go to bed earlier, which means I'll get home later. So podcasting is going to kind of, it'll still be iffy, but I'm going to have more space to do it, and that makes me happy. Granted, somebody's always going to be home, so I'm going to have to get the fuck over that fear of doing podcasting with somebody else in the next room. Granted, I think I'll be so isolated that people won't hear me and I can lock a whole bunch of doors to keep people out. So, that's kind of cool. I just hope it'll work. But, I'm, I'm super fucking excited. Um, that's going to be so cool. It'll be nice because Puyallup's a cool town. Uh, it's, oddly enough, it's where my girlfriend lives, so I'll be a little bit closer to her. <laughs> a little bit. It'll be a lot bit closer. Be closer to all her friends, too, which is really cool. So there'll be more opportunities to to not have to work our plans around the fact that she's 45 minutes north and having to drive so far. It'll put me a little bit closer back to Oregon, which is nice because I still like to go visit my parents. And it's a happy middle ground because, you know, Seattle's not too far away from there. It's literally within an hour. So that's not bad. Um, yeah, so that's going to happen probably actually by the next time I record, unless, I don't know, I'm kind of liking doing this again. <laughs> Maybe, uh, eh, 
I think I'll do another one. I don't know about this week, but definitely next week. I'm, I'm going to try. No promises, because fuck, you know. You never know what can happen. I was going to do one last week, but I was really fucking sick. <clears throat> which I'm still getting over. Actually, if you listen to last Down the Bunny Hole, which just went up today, as a matter of fact, episode 64, when Zach and I are talking, I'm very sniffly, and I actually went through and edited out all my coughs, because I, I clipped the fucking, uh, clipped the fucking, what, what was that? Wave form. Yeah, I clipped the waveform really badly and <laughs> on a lot of spots because I coughed into the microphone. Granted, Zach didn't hear it because I muted the microphone, so he wouldn't hear it. But that didn't mute the recording for some fucking reason, so, you know, whatever. But anyway, now on to, finally, nice segue, Packy. Just completely halt one and go for the other. Um... I asked for topics. Um, let's see. What the hell? Uh, Christina. <laughs> my girlfriend's friend, Christina. Uh, said that she needs Tia, her, and Ashley, who's uh, their other best friend. They're all kind of like a, a, a trio of amazing women, if you will. Which you totally should, because they're fucking awesome. Uh, they need to get... They need to get on there and talk about real important issues like sex or politics or both. So, you know, there may be a delayed effect coming up where it's actually just them. I mean, I'll be in the room with them because I'll be recording and probably bouncing ideas back and forth. But I kind of want to take my whole setup there and just hit record because listening to the three of them talk is one of the greatest experiences of my life. And if... If I can find a way to get that down on, on track without, you know, I mean, when you put a microphone in front of somebody that's not used to being in front of one, even if they're in their comfortable environment of their own home or their garage or wherever, the fact that there's a microphone there, it kind of puts people off a little bit. And it'll be interesting to see how much that really affects their their banter. But, God, I would love to be able to get that down because it's so fucking hilarious. I, I think I'm going to have to make this happen. Who knows? Maybe they'll like it so much you girls will want your own podcast. And I know people that like to set up podcasts. So that's a thing. <laughs> um, Ashley, if by chance you're listening. Yeah, this is my show. <laughs> this is the one. Uh, it's one of three, to be honest. You know, I, As I mentioned before, there's one called the 8-Bit Cast, which is all nerdy and shit. And then it kind of got derailed by a relationship that I was in at the time. But I also have another one called Down the Bunny Hole, which is with my really amazing friend, Zach. He uh, He's the proprietor of the network on which this show resides called the Blood Pods Network. And there's a whole backstory to that, which I'll explain to you someday. But if you want to know, that is. Uh we do down the bunny hole it's about blink 182 go fucking figure uh we're we're both you know for as much as a fan that tia and i are zach's like that times two <laughs> you know he's he's pretty diehard himself so we we have a lot in common and we brought it together to make that show it's pretty fun but yeah if you're listening this is what it is it's nothing special it's just me 
being a giant windbag for an hour, hour and a half, something like that. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. I shared it to my personal Facebook too, and then people commented. Joe <clears throat> of the Canadian hit podcast called Pod Blocked with Chris and Joe commented and said, I love you. And Joe, as I said back to you, ah, Joe, I love me too. But you know what? I love you too, bud. You know, for as much shit as Podblock, Podblocked flips us for down the bunny hole on our solo shows and all that, and I, I know I've been over this with you and Chris on Snapchat. I know you're just breaking balls. I know you're just flipping shit. It's fine. And as I told you guys both, it it's a nice source of motivation because, I mean, at least somebody gives a shit, you know. It's nice to hear, even if you guys are just joking, it's nice to hear somebody go, well, where the fuck are those guys? Why aren't they recording? You know, it's... We don't really hear that very often, you know. I, I, I get it from, from you guys, a little bit from Mark, and that's about it. <laughs> you know, so, I mean... It's, it's nice to hear people giving a shit because I know you guys care. You guys care about what's going on in our lives. You know, if I, I know if you guys had your way down the bunny hole, it'd just be about us talking back and forth for an hour about whatever the fuck's going on in our lives, like you guys do on Podblocked. Which, by the way, if anybody's listening that hasn't listened to Podblocked, stop this fucking crap right now and go listen to Podblocked because that is the show on my podcast list that I look forward to every week, you know, it's like I wait Sunday for that alert to come up so that Monday morning when I drive to work, I can hit fucking play and listen to at least half of it because the morning drive sucks. Hey, I'm going to be able to listen to the whole show on my commute in about a month. That's cool. You guys are going to have to start putting out like two to three episodes a week so that I have a lot of content to listen to during my commute because holy fuck, it's going to get bigger. So, you know, do more pod blocked. Come on. I don't know why you guys can't do two to three shows a week. You live right down the street from each other. <laughs> Break balls too, you fuckers. <laughs> Love you guys. Nah, it's cool. Um, no, it's, it's nice to hear. But yeah, you guys out there who are listening that aren't Chris and Joe, go check out pod blocked. It's, it's my favorite podcast. I, I'll fucking say it. I'll suck your guys' cock right here. I, I look forward to that show every fucking week, you know, they, they always boast about their consistency, and they have every right to do so, I don't know, it's, there's nothing special to it, no offense guys, but you know this, it's literally just you two talking about what's going on in your week, but these guys have been best friends for so long that they just have the perfect back and forth, they have this, like, almost scripted repertoire of dialogue that is just uncanny you know it's it's best friends talking it's what i love to listen to and to, to top it off it's it's canadian who doesn't fucking love canada come on and it's really fun to hear them talk about how much better they are than us because sometimes it's true <laughs> a lot of the times uh pod blocked is a great show go check it out what was that i saw an alert who's alerting me nothing where the okay i'm seeing things that's weird 
Um, next up was Dylan. Dylan from the Arc Reactions podcast. Dylan is a <laughs> Dylan is a podcaster. That's what I'm trying to say. So Delayed Effect is on the Bloodpots network. It is also on the West Coast Podvengers network because Dylan and his best friend John have their own podcast, which I just mentioned is the Arc Reactions podcast. They're huge comic book nerds, but not like in the the sense that they're like super nerdy. It's just they're like they're they're really well informed. Like you could ask them anything about comic books, and these guys would have it like that. They have a really fucking amazing show. They also do a little featurette. <clears throat> about uh, different Batman stories uh, for people that don't really know about Batman so much or maybe don't know these particular stories that well. They're they're really committed to their podcast. It's, it's really commendable because each time they come out with one, I, I fucking love this about them, on their personal Facebook pages, every time, let's say they do an episode about the Punisher, they will come out with an episode and then on their personal Facebook pages, Dylan and John will change their profile pictures to the Punisher. And then maybe they'll do an episode about like the Watchmen or something. They'll both put up something about the Watchmen. It's just so cool. I, I love little things like that to just show how committed you are to this, to this podcast that you do. And they're both fucking outstanding gentlemen that I've had the pleasure. Uh, okay. They're both two of the most fucking outstanding gentlemen that I've had the good pleasure of meeting. There we go. And they live here in Washington. The fucked up thing is, is that this entire year that I've been here, I have not gone to see them because I'm a horrible friend. <laughs> um, but I have set aside dates in the future to go guest appear on their show. I'm not going to say when or what about because I don't know if that's supposed to be released or not yet. I don't, I don't know how much of that they're really... Um, releasing to the public yet so i don't want to be the one to spoil all that but i am going to go on their show and shoot the shit arc reaction style so i'm really fucking excited because of the ones that i picked i'm like yes i want to talk about that i know i'm gonna to want to that so that's cool dylan has said excuse me what is the one food you miss from oregon that you just can't find in seattle or is it just not as good? One food that I miss from Oregon. You know, oddly enough, it's not so much a specific food. I really miss the grocery store that I used to go to all the time. Um, <clears throat> it's like Trader Joe's and Whole Foods. It's one of those super hoity-toity organic stores. Um, but it's particular to Oregon. Because we have Trader Joe's and Whole Foods up here, but we don't have, the reason I haven't said it is because I can never remember the name of it, which is weird given the fact that it's my favorite. It's, a. Uh... oh my god, Nate, okay, I'm gonna have to look it up, but while I'm looking up, it, I don't know, it's like, it was right next to my old uh, work that I used to work for in the city, and... I don't know, it's it's just like the other ones, but fuck, I used to be able to go in there like all the time and find all these cool drinks, these awesome beers, these amazing uh, foods <laughs> that 
Cracker Barrel. Are they putting in a Cracker Barrel there too? What? That's crazy. Huh. Right next to Cabela's. They just put this Cabela's in not too long ago. And now they're putting in a fucking Cracker Barrel. Huh. Go figure. Well, anyway, I'm sorry. It, I don't know. It's, it's nothing great. It's uh, New Seasons. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, New Seasons. I don't know. It's such a cool little grocery store. I mean, they have like all these little pockets in there where you can go get like this fresh made salad. You can get these awesome sandwiches made up. You can get this whole fucking like taco bowl made out of like all these fresh ingredients and I don't know, I, I just used to love going in there. I could, I could get the best echinacea ever in there, which is like my go-to herbal drug whenever I'm feeling sick. And they have the kind that comes in, it's a gel-based echinacea, like, like a syrup inside the capsule. And it always seemed to absorb more quickly into my body than the herbs. But, I don't know, it's, it's a fucking hoity-toity grocery store, you know. I understand, it's nothing great. But it was my go-to place, and I I miss that. I I miss shopping there. You know, Trader Joe's was okay. Whole Foods is way too overpriced. But New Seasons was like a nice middle ground. You know, it was it was the porridge that was just right for me, <laughs> and I I miss not getting to shop there. Um, aside from that. Right down the street from mom and dad's house is a place called Carlino's, which has the best fucking pizza and the best fucking sandwiches ever. And then right next door is a place that has the best fucking coffee ever. So why did I leave? <laughs> no, it's, it's something I just, I love going. I go to the coffee place every time I go back to visit it. I, it's my, my spot I used to go to when, when I was off work, I'd go there and get a cup of coffee, like a little egg and sausage sandwich or some kind of a scone and just sit there and write lyrics all day well, that's what I would do it was so relaxing so Dylan if, if I had to pick the one thing that I missed it would be one of those three <laughs> um, and then he also asked "What's your what with your education and training what have you noticed about music that you never noticed before edit I can do words good why would you say before <clears throat> how has your education and training what have you noticed oh <laughs> that's funny um well one thing that i noticed when i started getting into it was that i'm actually able to sit there and listen to like a live band for example i remember i was out at a concert like a outdoor venue with a friend and i was like hey can you hear that bass that sounds really good and she's like what i just hear the music and, and and it dawned on me at that point that i can single out the instruments as i'm listening to them i mean that's not something that i so much learned from my education but it's something that i didn't really realize was a benefit to my my abilities until after i started doing this whole thing like I could, I could single. I mean, it, it's not like I can tune out the other instruments completely, but I can, I can focus my hearing on all of the low end coming from the bass. I can 
tune that over to hear nothing but the drums or more it's, it's kind of like it's almost like i have like an internal eq in my head where i can i can boost all of the 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 drums you know i can boost all the 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 guitar i can boost all the bass you know it's like i, I can single out instruments that i can hear it's it's really weird um i don't know if that really answers your question what have I noticed about music in general, though? Uh, I I notice that there's in in kind of the same vein as that. There's a lot to it that we really don't hear. You know, there, there's a lot that gets that can get muddled in the background. But there's uh, it, what what's really amazing is um, if you have two instruments that are that are screaming out at the same frequency they're actually like taking away from each other they're, they're taking away from the overall sonic quality of the song so if let's say if you have like a guitar going and a harmonica or something and they're both spitting out notes maybe in like the same octave even so it's it's like hitting the same frequency range if they're both like topped out the rest of the song is is severely diminished you know it's like if you imagine there, there's a room and you fill it with different colors of sand let's say that doesn't make sense <laughs> let's try this again uh how do i want to say this if you have a room and you fill it with how do i want to do this okay how about different uh different types of liquid you know for example you know like let's say oil and water they separate so one can sit on top of each other because of the the density of the liquid something or other science that i actually don't really understand <laughs> but let's use that as a perfect example um if you fill up an entire room with all of these liquids then you know the the space between the very topmost liquid and the ceiling is about all the room you have left if you have two liquids two different kinds of liquid that are really heavily saturated and <laughs> I don't know if this is a good analogy or not. Um, if you have two different kinds... Okay, let's try this differently. Alright. Let's say you have a pot of soup. The soup is just the basic element of the music. That's That's just like the fundamental quality of the song. You can start adding spices. If you put too much of one spice in... It takes away from the other spices. You know, it takes away from the other parts of the flavor. That particular flavor will come out so much more. That's all you're going to taste at a certain point. You know, if, if you boost the guitar way too much in a song, that's pretty much all you're going to hear. The rest of it's going to be extremely muddled. Like if you're in your car and you have the bass and the treble settings, if you turn the treble all the way down and the bass all the way up, you're just going to get nothing but a lot of low end. If you do the opposite you're going to get all the high end and you're going to hear almost nothing of what exists between those really low frequencies but if you can find a way to you know for the example i was using before with the guitar and the harmonica if they're if they're competing at the same frequency if you can dial one back that not only allows for that guitar to shine or the you know whichever one you're dialing back 
it not only allows for the other to shine a little bit more, but it allows for more overall space for the song to exist. That is something very cool that I learned. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that there was a capacity for a song. You know? I I mean it makes perfect sense when you think about it, but I didn't I didn't think of it as a space in which it existed. I just thought, "Oh, all this stuff is here and you fuck with all this shit and then boom, it sounds pretty." <laughs> there there's actually a science to it. Um more to that effect, there there's even a thing where if you have two microphones picking up the same signal at the same time, it cancels out. That's a trippy fucking thing. Like if you have them if you have them both picking up the exact same frequency, the exact same signal at the exact same moment, like the exact same wavelength, the perfect sine wave. Um is it wait is that how that works if they're at the exact same time then they're out of phase or is it when the opposite Ah, i'm gonna have to look that up it's so late i'm drawing a total blank on this um bear with me here while i look up phase cancellation and i forgot the c Okay. Alright, no, so when you have two signals being picked up, but they're they're reaching the microphone at the same time but at the opposite moment, if that makes any sense. So if if you think of think of your generic wavelength, it's got the uppy part and the downy part. <laughs> the hills and the valleys, hills and the valleys. That's that's essentially the sound hitting the microphone, right? So if you have two microphones with the same sound coming at it at, at both microphones at the, you know picking up the same source but one of them is picking up the peak when the other one's picking up the valley that cancels out because it's a perfect 180 degrees meeting together and it's like the the bottom is pulling the top and the top is pulling the bottom and it pulls it to to be perfectly level and if you're looking at a wavelength and it's just think of a heart monitor you know when, when it's just completely flat, what is that? That's death. <laughs> that's nothing. That's non-existence. So that's something that you have to take into account when recording. Now, thankfully, a lot of software these days has a little button that you click. It's called the phase button, and it literally takes the signal and flips it. So if you have that happening, you don't have to go through and re-record the entire song again. Especially if you got it so perfect on that take that you can't make it any better. All you gotta do is go click that button and it takes the out of phase signal and flip flops it. Which is great because not only does it sync back up with the the other track, but because they're working in perfect unison, you get a boost in amplitude. So, that's fucking rad. Um, whoa, I just totally nerded out about all that. <laughs> Sorry. But to answer your question, Dylan, I I like that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, flipping over to the the Snapchat. Angelina, my f- dear friend 
from now California. She used to be in Oregon. We met a year ago yesterday when when we met Tom DeLong at the book signing down in Oregon. Uh, we've been friends for a little while before that, but she's a massive Tom DeLong fan. Like for as much as I love the guy, she's like that times twenty. It's it's awesome. She's she's been a real source of information about Tom, and and it's nice to have somebody that. You know, it's like a lot of Blink-182 fans are, are just instantly like, oh, Tom sucks. He left the band. He left, you know, he left the, the passion behind. He left the dream behind. He's going chasing his aliens and stupid shit, you know. I, I, I don't get that from her. She's very much supportive of, of everything that he does. And it's kind of nice because with Zach, I get, <laughs> with Zach, I get, you know, fuck this because, you know, Zach just wants Blink. He wants Blink to be back to how... I mean, he, he really likes Blink the way it is now, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, it's like he wanted Tom to be part of it because that's his Blink-182. You know, and Tom doesn't want to do Blink-182 right now. So, I mean, it, it, it's like, you know, fuck that because I just want my band back. But he understands and, you know, he's not bashing the guy for it. It's, it's nice to get the, the kind of flip side of that coin, too. You know, where it's like, you know, completely supportive of everything he's doing and, and understanding as well. Um, Angelina is very much so that source. And holy shit, what a voice on this girl. That's actually the first thing I, I found of her was, I think it was Instagram or YouTube or something. I found one of her cover videos of, uh, I think it was, uh, it was definitely an Angels and Airwaves song for sure. I think it was Distraction? Eh, I don't remember. It's something off the first album for sure. And she's just got an incredible voice and a nice ability to play guitar. So uh, you guys need to go check her out because she hasn't done much with it lately, which kind of bums me out. But, you know, that's that's the way it goes. You know, music's a hard fucking beast to stick with. And, <laughs> oh boy. But she is very talented and I would highly encourage anybody to go check out her material that she's put out um she asked me to talk about all of this shit going on with tom in the news lately because a lot of the emails that have been recovered from hillary clinton have in fact included some that were between her and tom uh i'm gonna look at angelina's post about that actually for reference because she brought it up uh, yesterday uh, she says part of Clinton's campaign emails were recovered and Tom is included in them and it's about big things because Tom uh, is is chasing shadows <laughs> no, I'm just calling his, his book um, he he has this this endeavor right now where he's he's actually been talking with a lot of government officials about cover-ups about aliens you know he's he's found out a lot of different information that brings to light a lot of questions that we've always had um according to the interview that he had on what was that it wasn't cn cbs i think it was he said that there he didn't actually see it himself but he got photographical evidence <clears throat> from the official document or the official report 
showing that there was in fact an actual body of an extraterrestrial life form in a government facility. I mean, there's just like a lot of shit that he's not only unearthing, but he's been given the authority to divulge to the public in such a way, but not everything all at once. Like it has to be a certain amount at a time, if I'm not mistaken. It's a very delicate thing. Um, uh, sorry, I'm reading what she said on here. All the fans who make fun of him for all all the following aliens can't anymore. It's real. It's not a joke. I mean, the, basically, the emails that are surfacing are essentially backing up his claims, you know. Because, truth be told, I mean, if you're listening to it and you don't know what's going on, the guy, he, he sounds like every other crackpot nut out there. But if you know Tom, if you've really listened to his, his speeches and his, his way of thought, you know, he doesn't just, like, start spouting shit okay he does if he's on drugs let's be real you know when he was on the painkillers you know he said angels and arrows can be the the best thing there like the since the what is what do you call it the better than the second coming of christ or something like that again paraphrasing and totally taking it out of context but he even admitted himself that was very inane <laughs> and asinine um but, it, you know, I mean, he, he sounds a lot like, you know, all these people you see on these little YouTube clips that are like, oh, there's always aliens, there's this, this, and that. But if you know Tom, he does his research. You know, he 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 finds his credibility before he starts spewing it out into the public. And everything that's been unfolding between these emails is exactly backing up his claims. Um, the, the official report from wall street journal says that the former lead singer of the band blink 182 was in a recent contact with hillary clinton's campaign chairman john podesta excuse me about ufos newly discovered emails show it isn't clear excuse me again oh that tea is coming back up on me my bad uh <laughs> i never thought i would read blink 182 hillary clinton and ufos in one headline by the wall street journal <laughs> that's funny uh, it was never clear whether or not he replied to the email. So this wasn't exactly with Hillary, per se. It was with her campaign manager. But... Oh, God, I hate advertisements so much. Uh, Tom DeLonge, who is a guitarist for the power punk trio, best known for songs like Damn It and What's My Age Again, emailed Mr. Podesta at least twice. He wrote in cryptic terms about their well-documented mutual interest in more government disclosure about the phenomenon of unidentified flying objects of potential extraterrestrial origin. Uh, I'm just reading through this just to be sure I get everything right. Da -da 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 -da. He has a long championed further government disclosures and classified files concerning UFOs. That's, that's about um, Podesta, not about Tom. In one of the emails from 2015, Mr. DeLong says he would introduce Mr. Podesta to two very important people involved in issues relating to our sensitive topic, the relating to our sensitive topic being in quotes. I think you'll find them very interesting as they were principal leadership, uh, as they were principal leadership relating to our sensitive topic. Both were in charge of most fragile division, divisions as it relates to classified science and DOD topics. Other words, these are A-level officials, worth our time and well and as well the investment to bring all the way out to you. 
Mr. DeLong writes. In another email from 2016, he writes that they've been working with a former military official. This is in quotes. He, he just has to say that out loud, but he is very, very aware as he was in charge of all that stuff. When Roswell crashed, they shipped it to the laboratory at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. General McCasland was in charge of the exact laboratory up to a couple years ago, DeLong wrote, referring to the Roswell conspiracy. So, um, this is incredible because, I mean, this is all... <laughs> this is all stuff you know Tom's been been trying to talk about, but at the same time, what's what's kind of scary is you know he's not supposed to release this information as quickly as that. <laughs> you know, it's like this is all very sensitive material. It, you know, if if you release too much too soon about any of this, you could cause mass hysteria. People are gonna be like, "We've been lied to this whole time," bah, and just go on a, a riot. I mean, people. All it takes is a handful of them to do it, and everybody will just follow suit because, oh, they're doing it. We ought to do it, too. Which, you know, goes against everything this podcast stands for. <laughs> if this podcast stands for anything, it's about branching out and being your own sense of diversity but um, and not going along with the herd. But, you know, yeah, the, the problem is is that that's, that's a very sensitive subject, and I mean, it, it does prove that everything Tom's been talking about is true. He has actually been talking with people. He's been emailing back and forth with, with the right kind of people, and there, there's no evidence supporting whether or not the emails were replied. But it just goes more in Tom's favor, and I think that's a really huge, huge vote of confidence, you know, for for all those people that claim that Tom just left Blink so that he could go chase aliens. You know, there there's a lot more to it. It's just you, you got to have a little bit of faith in these people that you look up to for so long. Um Let's see. Uh it's a, it's a total brain fart making sure uh zach replied to it but he told me to finish editing the episode which i did uh my dear friend mallory another beloved individual from canada she is another pursuer of passion with a heart of gold uh if you ever need photography done like professionally or otherwise just spring for her to come visit you for a weekend or so and she'll give you the best possible quality prints you could ask for this girl has an eye for photography and and she's really trying her damnedest to get into it up there and and i i just i want the best for her so you know hire her <laughs> for any photography you need done trust me you'll get your money's worth out of it and then some she asked me how excited are you about the new additions to the Netflix MCU and what do you think that, where do you think they will go with the Punisher series? Oh boy. Well, uh, Tia and I just finished Daredevil season two, finally. Um, we've been on top of Jessica Jones. <laughs> I wish. Wait, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we've we've uh we've been on top of watching Jessica Jones. We got through that pretty quick. Um, we haven't started Luke Cage yet, but we're both super fucking excited. Like I, I was literally 
like fangirling over the Punisher when he started spoilers when he started it's not a spoiler everybody knows his fucking logo when he started spray painting his skull on the vest I I was literally bouncing up and down that's I don't I love the Punisher it's it's a weird character to love so much because he's literally a murderer he 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 doesn't believe in the justice system it's if you do wrong he kills you I don't think there's like a moral middle ground where he's like well you just stole a purse so maybe you can go you know it's like everybody's the equivalent of another murderer or a rapist to him (laughs) even somebody that steals a bag of candy from the grocery store maybe I don't know nevertheless I I I I don't know I, I love the Punisher movie the the Thomas Jane one I even like the uh um ah fuck ray stevenson version too the punisher wars on i like that one not as much but i did i enjoyed it but john barenthal's aces as frank castle and i i don't know where they're gonna go with it they could go anywhere they're probably gonna have him obviously still working in hell's kitchen i i wonder if they're gonna have him take down the nucci family that's that's a pretty big story within the the punisher series um I would like to see him go after that. Probably introduce Jigsaw at some point. That's kind of like his Joker, so to speak. Uh, fuck, though. You, you got so many people. They can bring Bullseye into it because of the Punisher. Uh, he could have more interactions with Wilson Fisk, that's for sure. That's a, that's a big uh, piece of his puzzle. <laughs> Jigsaw puzzle. Ah, I'm funny. Uh, there's just so many ways they could go with it. Any way they go is going to be good because, like Stanley said at Comic Con, at this point, anything that Marvel puts out that's their own property is going to, at the very least, be good. You're going to enjoy it. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm beyond excited for what they're going to do with this, and I can't wait to start watching Luke Cage. I can't wait for Iron Fist. I can't fucking wait for the Defenders. Oh, it's going to be so good. Yeah. That's going to be fucking great. Well, I think that about does it. I think I answered everyone's questions. I hope so. If I didn't, um, feel free to verbally berate me publicly on facebook at uh the delayed effect facebook page i don't fucking know what it is <laughs> d effect pod maybe or hash slash hashtag slash tag <gasps> is that a thing slash tag i'm gonna bring that up somewhere and see if it's a thing um uh forward slash either d effect pod or delayed effect just search for delayed effect on facebook it'll come up Although there is a band called The Delayed Effect, and I really hope they don't sue me someday. Because I'm not using the name for monetary gain. And they haven't put out music in like four years, so technically I'm doing more with the new material than they are. That being said, they had it first, so. Oh, that was right in the phone. Shut up, Apple. Hey, by the way, the iPhone 7 is not bad. It's like the success with a few awesome added features, and I don't mind losing the 
headphone port. Although I miss being able to listen to music and charge at the same time, but you know, what are you going to do? You can't have it both ways. Well, you can. You just go with the 6S. <laughs> um, I like it. It's it's pretty cool. It's a good phone. I'll go more into it maybe in the next episode or something. Because I'm tired and it's almost midnight here. So, um, that all being said, thank you so much for tuning in. If you made it this far through this, I don't know how long this is because the counter is going by bars and beats on GarageBand. It's not actually going by time. And I'm afraid to click the mouse because the mouse is off right now because it's timed out. And if I click, I think it's going to press record, which will stop the recording. So, yeah. I'm just going to say it's a long episode. <laughs> But if you made it this far, that's cool. I appreciate it. Um, uh, if you haven't subscribed to the show on iTunes or Podcast Addict or uh, Satchel Podcast Player, whatever, Google Play Music Podcast, whatever the fuck they call it, I think I'm on there. Whatever you use to listen to podcasts. If you haven't subscribed, uh, do so because when a new episode comes out and it's never anticipated when that may be, you'll at least get the alert saying, hey, this fucker decided to say something, so you might want to listen. Uh, if you don't have any of those, you can just check out the Facebook page because I'll post them there too. It'll link you to my podcast.com website where I have the episodes uploaded and ready to go. Well, some of them. Other ones ended up on the, the bunny hole server, I think, or something. <laughs> and then some of them ended up on soundcloud i don't know i had a weird thing for a while where podcast.com wasn't working but you know what whatever last i checked it's working great so good for them i'm uh i'm pretty toasted though so i'm gonna go to bed uh but before i do as always delight effect is brought to you by the blood pods network the west coast pod Avengers, and partially but always due to the Tangerbound Network. That didn't come out right. Partially, but always credited to the Tangerbound Network. There we go. Any of those three, go check out. You'll find a good plethora of podcasts to listen to. Tangerbound has over 100 shows that you can find anything you want to listen to. There's Whatever your interest is, I'm sure there's a show about it, aside from anything involving rape, because who the fuck would want to listen to that? That's not even funny to joke about. Uh, no um there's a great selection of shows in the network blood pods has its own small selection but still great west coast pod vengers a whole bunch of nerds <laughs> uh go, go check out everything I'm, I'm sure within the realm of those three networks you can find literally anything that tickles your fancy it gives you some aural pleasure hmm that's always fun Alright, on that note, be good to your bodies. I love you all. This is Packy. Over and out.